this week on the Ox Cable. On the Ox Cable! The Ox Cable! On the Ox Cable. We've fallen so far. (laughs) This week on the Ox Cable! 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 Sounds dramatic. This is rather dramatic, guys. It's the 20th episode of the show, and Matthew and Ryan are gone. We have stolen the ox cable! <laughs> that is actually correct. So, in case you guys don't recognize us or haven't heard episode 14 of the ox cable, my name is Sarah, and I am the Ryan of this episode. I am doing all of our audio engineering and coaching the recording process and all sorts of good stuff like that. And yeah. And I'm Angie, and I am the Matthew of this episode. So you get to be overdramatic and make your voice crack? Yeah. Sweet. Potentially a little Canadian too, eh? Oh, good. I was going to ask if you could speak in a Canadian accent because I would really miss that story. I know. I know. Me too. Took, took, took. Geese. What about oh. geese? I don't know, but they're Canadian. Actually, I think I, I read that they're called Canada geese, not Canadian geese. It's it's a common mistake that a lot of people make, I guess. You know, America. America. We, we, just, just, yeah. we just say what we want, you know. Basically. America. Don't worry, we love you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, speaking of the guys... Where do you think they are? I, I I don't have one tied up in my closet. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Matthew, you okay in there? Don't worry. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> don't worry. The guys are perfectly safe. We have done nothing to them whatsoever. <laughs> we have taken over this show with 100% permission. Uh-huh. Yay. Yes. Yay. So, we we did get, we did actually get permission, right? Uh, well, the text message I received looked like permission. It was definitely not written under duress. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yes. So, we have the show. What should we do with it? Hmm. I mean, I guess we could do what the guys usually do. Crack our voices like we're going through puberty? <laughs> uh, no, um, the other thing. Oh, um, make inner tube references? Uh, the other other thing. Oh, make puns? Ooh, that's a good option. I like that. But there's this other thing, like, I swear, there's another thing the guys usually do at this show. What is it? Edit it. <laughs> Oh, believe me, we are gonna be doing that. Yay! I know! What about answer questions? We haven't answered any questions yet. That's inspired. I know! Yeah. So, Ryan and Matthew both wrote in questions for us. Um, Ryan's is interesting. It required me to do some research, which I was not expecting right off the bat. So, Ryan says, Hi, Angie and Sarah. I have a problem. I need to do my taxes, but I have done a lot of freelance work this year and spent a lot of money on equipment and websites. 
all of which are business expenditures. I'm using TurboTax to file my taxes, but there are two options. One is the regular TurboTax, which is free, and the other is the deluxe version, which costs $34 and lets me itemize deductions. If I made about $1,300 in freelance work and spent about $800 on the business, is it worth the $34 to make it possible to itemize the deductions? What should I do? Signed, Ryan. Well, you know, I love TurboTax. I use it every year now. Um, my mom used to do my taxes, but then I was like, I want to do my own. I want to be an adult. And so um, I started using TurboTax and I used to use the free one. But what I noticed is that like you have to keep all of your information from the past year, which for somebody like me who loses practically everything is not so great. And so I started paying the $34 um, just, you know, as like single, same job, have it moved, whatever. And for me, I found it beneficial because it does save everything from the last year, which I think with your with your life goals going forward, it's going to be beneficial for all of that stuff to be saved just in case you do get um, audited. And it you know, it does help that you get to put in all of those itemized things from those receipts that you probably haven't lost. I would lose them. Um, but, you know, going forward, I think it'll be very beneficial to have paid that $34. So that way in the next year, you'll have all that information ready to go and you can look back on it if you need to. Very cool. That sounds like good advice. I am actually with you on that. I was going to say go for the more expensive version too, but for different reasons, because based on research and doing math, oh my goodness, I actually did math. <laughs> the work, the work. <laughs> I took this question seriously, okay? Yeah. You, 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 you Ryan'd this question. I did, didn't I? Wow. Yeah. I really am the Ryan of this show. <laughs> <laughs> that was Matthew. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, based on what I read on some websites about finances and stuff, they said how these tax deductions work is you take your gross income, you mm. now like like your your entire income stream, and you then add up all of your deductions, like all your business expenses, and then you subtract your business expenses from the money that you made. So in Ryan's case, he made about $1,300. And so we're going to be subtracting that $800 of business expenses, which leaves us with $500 of taxable income. So then after that, we're still left wondering, is it going to be worth it to spend that $34 for TurboTax's premium thing? Well, to figure that out, we then have to look at what tax bracket Ryan's going to be in. And I happen to know that he is, thus far, still a single adult with no dependents. And he has made under $9,000. So he will be in the lowest tax bracket, which means that he'll be getting taxed roughly 10%. So if he was getting taxed on the $1,300 without his deductions, that would mean that he pays $130 in taxes. 
but if he does include those deductions, that will reduce his taxable income to $500, which means that he will be having to pay out about $50 in taxes on that. So, um, then that means that he will have saved about $80 on his taxes if he files with those deductions. But, you still have to factor in the $34 that you're going to owe TurboTax for that service. And so you take 34 out of 80 and you're still left saving about $46. So I would say go for it. And hopefully, hopefully I did my math right and understood all of that tax stuff correctly. I nice. had to reread things a lot late at night for that. So <laughs> let me know if I'm right, Ryan, because I know you're the kind of person who researches this stuff. I'm yeah. actually kind of curious to find out from another opinion if I did well at this. Hopefully I did because I'll probably have to face this type of stuff someday. Yeah. Um, I do want to add one more thing, though, that I just remembered. Um, a TurboTax thing. Um, if you are eligible for a, a refund, um, in your case, I definitely would say do not opt in for the direct deposit because this year it's weird. They're charging um a fee for being able to get direct deposit seriously yeah it's it's for me it didn't really matter because like i end up it doesn't really matter in my case but um i think it exceeds the amount that he would probably get back potentially um so it's beneficial more to just opt in for the mailed refund dude how much are they charging you for direct deposit i think with the 34 for TurboTax, it ended up being like $64 total. Whoa. Yeah, so. But I, I like to get my money they, soon. <laughs> they would charge you like 30 bucks to have your money direct deposited? Yeah. Well, they got to make their money somehow, you know. I guess. Man, that seems really excessive. Just a little. But yeah. Yikes. Honestly, I use TurboTax as well, but every year I've always told them to send me a check in the mail for a few reasons partly just because i get this strange sadistic pleasure of knowing that the irs <laughs> had to pay postage to send me something <laughs> <laughs> which if you think about it you had to pay because you have to pay them so you're paying the 35 cents <sighs> I, know. I just ruined your fun i'm sorry dang it angie <laughs> <laughs> but it's still does not negate the pleasure of walking out to the mailbox and opening it and finding not advertisements, not bills, but money Yay! in the mailbox. I mean, I know it's my money. I earned it anyways, but it's still fun to find money in your mailbox and physically take it to the bank and walk out with free coffee because my bank gives free coffee. I was going to say, why don't you do the mobile direct deposit? But, you know, if there's coffee involved, yeah. You don't do direct deposit because free coffee. Yeah. Is it good coffee? That's pretty decent. I mean, okay. it's not like going to Starbucks or Dutch Brothers or whatever, but... Ooh, Dutch hey, Brothers. It's good. They have lots of yummy creamers and stuff, so I have fun with it. <laughs> the cheap thrills of life. <laughs> yeah. It's so cheap, it's free. <laughs> yeah. So, continuing on with the questions... um. I got a message back from 
Matthew, and he actually sent in two questions. One was his own, but the other question, get this. They started this podcast clear back in, what was it? Was it August of 2016? It was September. Was it September? Yeah, it was officially September. They started upping the game, or not upping the game, but like advertising it in August. Oh, okay. That's right. I had to know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so the very first email that the Ox Cable ever received has to this day gone unanswered. I know. Scandalous, right? And here we thought they were so dedicated. (laughs) (laughs) But today, we are going to unearth that very first email and answer it for you guys. Okay, hold on. Let me go get my shovel. All right. All right. Dig it up. We're digging. We're digging. We're digging. Yay! My first thought was from hold, you know. Dig it up, 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 dig it, dig it up, 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 up. Remember that song? No, I've only seen Holes once. Uh, but it had Shia LaBeouf, so maybe I should just do it. Oh! You should just do it. Come back. So, um, have you dug far enough to find that very first email? I've dug enough to find these stupid jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Good yeah. job. Um. Did the stupid jokes come before or after the email? Uh, 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 I think this first one is potentially a joke in itself. Yeah, it almost sounded that way. Yeah. Should I read it? Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Greetings, overlords of the internet. So dramatic. I must urgently request your assistance with an issue that has recently been brought to my attention. I received an email today from the Princess Siam offering me the total sum of his inheritance. The only thing I need to send him is my social number. I can't find it anywhere, though. Where would be the best place to look for my card? Sincerely, can't find it anywhere. Uh, Anywhere? Oh my goodness. Anywhere. That's that's kind of terrible. It's tragic not being able to dig into that inheritance, dude. I know. And it sounds totally legit, too. Oh, definitely. You can always trust these guys. It's, you know, it is so kind of royalty to just pick random people from the internet to leave their inheritance to. I know. It is a life goal to do such a thing. Congratulations to you, Prince of Siam. Mm Mm-hmm. I tip my tiny hat. Really? This should give us some ideas. Like, what if we wrote in our wills that we're going to, like, say, you know, $10,000 will go to randomly drawn person from the internet. You have $10,000? Maybe. (laughs) Have you backed Ryan on on Patreon? That's patreon.com backslash Ryan Matlock. Ooh, good plug. Thank you. I actually, I've I've been thinking about doing that. I haven't yet. I know, shame on me. (laughs) I kind of have too. But you have to pay at least a dollar, and even though I even though I spend a lot of money on other things, for some reason I just don't want to give him a dollar. Wow, you sound I'll, like such a jerk. I know. I, I I'm American. <laughs> so is he. I know, which doesn't help, but you know whatever. But no, guess, um, you know it'd be so much easier if this Patreon were in Matthew's name because then we could pay in Canadian dollars. 
yes less than american dollars it would really be paying like 85 cents Mm-hmm. yeah say so, matthew you got to set up a patreon and then you and ryan can battle it out and see who makes the most on their patreon yes that so, be really so saith us so saith you should do it <laughs> so saith the replacement ox cable hosts yes um but no no since ryan has said um that he's gonna do the p.o box thing for only 30 dollars. i'm like mm, maybe ah uh, it'd be fun we could send them all sorts of random junk <laughs> exactly Exactly. No, like, I, I, <laughs> this is going to sound silly, but I love Amazon. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, instead of paying him a dollar a month, I would just send him random things from Amazon, which would cost so much more, but I would get <laughs> so much more pleasure. That makes sense in the world, but it would I actually know. be really, really funny. Yeah. Yeah, they get popular enough and they could have a whole episode dedicated to opening their fan mail, like what some of these YouTubers do. Yes. I love it when they do that. Yes. He needs to make it a video, though. Anyways, anyways. So this person really asks, yeah, this person really asks, where would I go to find my social security card? Well, actually, social number card, but same idea. Yeah, the card has the number on it, you know. Yeah. Where? See, I memorized mine from a young age. It, like, it just it was weird i just really wanted to memorize my number and like i just did so i don't even know where mine is define young age young age maybe like 13 wow you were ahead of me i didn't memorize my social card number until actually until i was like 17 because that was when i got my first job and that was when i had to write my social number on all of these forums like a million times over because you start your first job and they hand you a stack of paper that's like an inch thick and you have to sign every single one of them with your name and your social number. Mm, yep. Yeah. So after that, I finally learned it. <laughs> yeah. Mine was because my parents got divorced around that age and they had to keep like signing stuff with my my name, my date of birth and my social security number. And they always had to ask me, okay, when is your birthday? And so I'd be like, May 17th, 1988. And then they were like, oh, okay. And then I would look at the piece of paper and I memorized my number. And so I have this weird thing where like, I'll find a piece of paper that needs information and I'll just fill it in before the other person can do it. Cause I, that's how I get my pleasure. And so I, I just filled in all my information for all these different legal forms. So all of the all of the handwriting was different from the adult handwriting. Oh wow, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I I was a weird child. I'm now a weird adult. That's okay. I was a strange child and a stranger adult now. So <laughs> I'd say we're on an even playing field here. Yes. Yes. But where would they find their card? Well, what I want to know is how old is this? Can't find it anywhere. Um, because. You sound, sorry to say this, but you sound a little naive. Um, We don't, honestly, I don't believe that there really is a Prince of Siam that wants to give you their entire inheritance. First of all, I would want to know how much is this inheritance? Because you will probably have to go and pay taxes if, you know, depending, no matter which country you're in. 
And foreign money, I think, costs more in taxes than domestic money. Really? I'm not sure on that, but hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, plus, you'd have to pay taxes on getting an inheritance and just so much money. And really, it's probably not worth it. It really isn't. So just don't even bother looking for your card. And but, what if they stole your social number? The age-old question. Yeah, which is probably what's really happening here. Is that they are trying to steal your money instead of give you money. But then on the other hand, what if it turned out there really was a Prince of Siam and we have just counseled this poor Ox Cable listener to completely disregard all of this he could be missing out on, like, millions of dollars. He he could be supporting himself for the rest of his life. And because of us, he ends up getting a mediocre job and living a fairly dirt-poor existence when he could have benefited from the money of this kindly prince if he could only find his Soch number. Hmm. And it's all our fault. Interesting. I don't know. What would you do in this situation, Sarah? Hmm. I, I would probably do some research and run a background check on this Prince of Siam character. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is our advice to you, dear listener. Go, go research this prince. Get in contact with him. You know, talk to him a little while. Ask some governing authorities about the validity of his claims. You know, good stuff like that. Yeah, and if he gives you a name, Facebook check him. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Stalk this man on Facebook so hard. Yep. As far as your social card goes, um... You should find that anyways. Yeah, you, you should find that anyways. Yeah, but definitely memorize the number, because most of the time, you don't even have to have the actual physical card as long as you know the number. Yeah. You know, we really, we didn't give him any ideas where to find it still. And honestly, I don't think we should in this case until he does a little research. Yeah, you got a point. Sorry, you, dude. We're protecting yeah. you. Trust yeah. us. Use some, use some wisdom and discernment. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, that leaves us with our final question, which is from Matthew Bird himself. <gasps> Birdie! Yes. He writes in and says, hey, Ox Cable Replacements. So remember back when Botswana was a hot topic on the podcast? And so, like, I won't back down from a question unless it's, you know, about, um, I actually can't think what it would have to be about. Botswana? What? Botswana? Botswana. I don't even know what that is, That's so yeah, I back down from that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been stuck in my head recently. I feel like I need to visit the place. My question is, can you tell me a little more about Botswana? and plan an entire trip to Botswana for me? The main things I need to know are the cost of this trip, where I'll be staying, and what activities I should be doing while there. Thanks, Matthew. Did you just say a boot? I did. I like that. (laughs) Without skipping a beat. I applaud without applauding because that would spike the mic. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Quiet applause. Quiet applause. Maybe I'll add in an applause track in editing. Yeah, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> so, what kind of advice can we give our dear Matthew about visiting Botswana? Well, first of all, we would like to impress upon you the need to take precautions in order to not get um, bug bites. Yeah. Even though you are a ginger, and I think I heard from another ginger friend that gingers don't really get bug bites, that isn't 100% true all of the time. So make sure that you take, um, you know, they probably won't let you take bug spray, but maybe look into clothing that will help repel the bugs. You can maybe there's some place that will sell it to you there because there's actually some places that are geared towards tourists in Botswana. So it wouldn't surprise me if they try to make bank selling off bug spray. Oh, probably. Yeah. But it doesn't help to have every precaution that you can because you can get clothes um, on this continent and take it over and then get the bug spray yeah, while you're totally. there because they won't let you take the bug spray on the on the airplane probably Unless anyway you check it. though what he was really hoping to know <laughs> is what's he supposed to do while he's there what places should he visit and how much is this going to cost the dude well first of all the cost is amazing because like looking at ooh, sorry little burpee looking at the expedia um forecast for going it can cost less than two thousand american dollars it's true which is amazing like the rates that i got assuming that you flew out of uh, vancouver bc mm. and flew into um their capital city is let's see if i'm saying this right um yeah gaborone would you say it that way yeah something like that gaborone all right so Assuming that you're flying from Vancouver, B.C. to Gaborone, Botswana, it would cost you about $1,166 U.S. to just get your plane ticket, go, round trip. Now, did that include hotel on yours, too? Um, no. I actually wrote down several different options for hotels for him. Hmm. So he can kind of pick whatever one sounds good. Um... The most expensive one, it looks pretty great. It's a four-star hotel. It's $139 a night called um, Wal Walmont at the Grand Palm. Ooh, what are their amenities? You know, I actually didn't have time before lunch to go through all of the amenities of these hotels. I just looked at the pictures, and they had a really gorgeous patio. It looked super mm. appealing. <laughs> nice. Hopefully that's not the only gorgeous part of this hotel, but it's a four-star <laughs> facility. You can't argue with the four-star hotel, okay? This is true, and especially for that price. Like, even I know. Um, in, like, Portland, you can't get a four-star for that price mm -hmm. a night. Like, uh -uh. no. So then, going down the list, I have two others that I wrote down that sounded pretty decent. There is the Aquarian Tide Hotel, which is $73 a night. It looks, again, super nice. This one didn't have any kind of star rating listed on its initial Google pop-up result thing. But it looks fabulous. has an amazing swimming pool. So I would 
definitely go there, especially for 73 bucks. But the number one hotel that I would absolutely recommend you go to is called the Avani Gaborone Resort and Casino. It is $46 a night and advertises polished lodging, dining, and free golf. <laughs> golf. So, as long as you don't blow all of your savings on gambling, $46 a night ain't bad. Yeah. At yeah. all. The place looks fabulous. Very nice. Yes. Um, one thing to be aware of is that it is it is Africa, so it is going to be hot. Yeah. So when you're choosing where to stay, maybe look, you know, unless you're all about roughing it a bit more, maybe look for air conditioning and a pool or at least one yeah. of those. That is super good advice. I yeah. I didn't even think about the fact that it's possible that there's hotels over there that maybe don't offer air conditioning. You never know. Yeah, you don't know, but... I mean, some places are fancier in Africa than others. This is true. Mm-hmm. What things can he do around there? Well, I wrote down a few things. There is the Gaborone Game Reserve, which is advertised as a 600 hectare... Hectare? I don't know. I, I Their measurement pronunciations are kind of interesting over there. Um... Essentially, it's a 1,500-acre park that is down there, and it, it's a great place where you can go animal watching. They have impalas, kudu. I'm not sure what a kudu is, but I, I like the way the name sounds. They have ostriches, wildebeest, zebras, um, and a few other animals that I've never heard of in my life, like the gemsbok, bushbok, springbok, and duiker. Wow. And the common eland. They also have warthogs, you know, like Timon and Pumbaa. Ooh. I mean, not Timon, but Pumbaa's a warthog. <laughs> that <laughs> is right. Watch Pumbaa's. When I was a young warthog. So, yeah, there's all sorts of fun stuff like that. So I would say take your camera, do some nature photography. I would be all over that if I were you. Go on a good hike. Um, probably... Depending on what time of year you go, you might want to do it more towards the evening when it's cooler. Another one that I saw is the uh, Mokolodi Nature Reserve, which, again, kind of a similar thing. Hiking, animal viewing. This one's more famous for, um, let's see, they have ostriches and hippos and rhinos. That's pretty cool. I would absolutely want to see those if I went to Africa. Oh, and zebras and giraffes. So, basically, the full African safari experience, go there. Just do it, man. And then, if you kind of want to get on the more refined side of things, there is the National Museum and Art Gallery. So, that could be worth checking out. Check, get some different cultural takes on art forms and stuff. I think that would be a lot of fun, and you'd probably enjoy it. So, that's what I've got for you, Matthew. Um, what about you, Angie? So mine is also the nature side of things. Um, about eight hour drive away from where Sarah is sending you is the Okavango de words. About eight hours away from where Sarah is sending you is the Okavango Delta. 
Um, it is a delta, obviously, but it is a wide oasis of tranquility. And I can say that because I've been watching a YouTube video on it. But anyways, um, they have basically this land where it's part dry land, part wetland. And this is where like all the flood water comes um, during one part of the year and then where all of the rainwater stays. So there's always like lush vegetation and tons of herbivores there. Like you get your giraffes and you get your elephants. This is an amazing place for elephants. They, I was watching this video and I was like, oh, elephants. They just stay there because like they can get vegetation to eat all of the time. They kind of take a toll on the environment or like the surroundings because they like to knock down the trees to get the leaves and stuff that they can't reach. But they don't really have many predators there because it is so hard to navigate for um, poachers that it's kind of a safe area for them because nobody's after their tusks. Um, a great way to get around since it's so um, hard to navigate is by uh, talking to the the native people there. Um, they give out these canoe rides called uh, called the Makuru, Makuru Ride, which is basically a canoe that's been made out of a tree that's been hollowed out. And basically, if you've ever seen the gondolas in Italy, it's the same idea. Um, there's a guy in the back with a pole, and he's getting you through all these waters. But you get to see, like, the most incredible sights. There's tons of water lilies all around. And basically the only danger is potentially, like, a, a gator coming at you. But they're like, it, it's so, it doesn't happen a lot. You're actually more in danger of the hippos that you can also see there. So stay back from the hippos. But, like, you get to see all of these animals in this area where not a lot of people visit at once like they get visitors but it's not they're, they're saying that like you don't see that many people when you're out there and which makes it like really tranquil and it makes it not polluted so basically this is one of the most untouched areas in the world that so sounds amazing it is amazing i seriously was watching the video and i'm like Oh, I love it. <laughs> I also kind of love how you're describing this whole thing as if you're some sort of a nature show narrator. And you're like, but don't worry about the hippos. They could kill you more. <laughs> like, I don't know, the way you put this whole thing, it's like, you could die out here, but it will be a sea of tranquility. Yeah, but it would be worth it. They'll just soak your body into the into the waters. And you will fertilize the vegetation. It will be a donation to the African culture. Yes. Well, when I was watching the video, they referenced it as a Garden of Eden. And I'm like, uh, that's a little sketchy if you've read the Bible. <laughs> like, That's yeah. interesting. It's like, I thought we weren't supposed to go back to the Garden of Eden. Yeah, I know. Like, um, if this was literally the Garden of Eden... You would be met with angels that are ready to either kick you out or kill you. Yep. That would kind of ruin the whole vacation aspect. Really? Just a really. little. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. 
But, you know, come prepared. So if you see some angels, you'll be like, I'm good. I, I will not go in there. Your your tree of life is is good. Yep. We're not doing that one again. Ooh, no. Learned our no. lesson the first time, humanity. Yep. <laughs> Angie and Sarah have been briefly unplugged to make room for this commercial message from our sponsor. Are you addicted to the aux cable? Yeah. Did you recently obtain an iPhone 7? Yeah. Well, you no longer have an aux cable. Aww. But you know what you can have? What? Every episode of the aux cable on special edition CD. Uh, how will that help me? You can rip the CD into iTunes and have the aux cable without having an aux cable. Couldn't I just get that via podcast app? Well, um, yeah. <laughs> but why do it the easy way when you can do it the hard way? Anyhow, every moment of Ryan, Matthew, and all their friends will be at your fingertips and in your ears. We don't want to train on your parade. <laughs> you guys giggle and snort more than a slumber priority full of little girls. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it at all, but really, my question is, who is Jack Flat? We wanted to call to say, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm offended. <laughs> what? You're offended? I don't know where to go from here. That moment when you forget that Chris is Jewish. <laughs> Are you okay, though? Uh, no, I want to laugh again. <laughs> I want to laugh again. The Ox Cable Special Edition CD. Get the Ox Cable without the Ox Cable. Because thank you very much, iPhone 7. For the low, low price of $30 on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com backslash Ryan Matlock. Subject to the approval of the Ox Cable show host, actual offer may or may not exist. Okay. So, back on episode 11, Matthew said that he would find out where the phrase, beam me up, Scotty, comes from, since it wasn't in the original Star Trek. But he never did. Matthew. I know. So, we had to go do the work for you, Matthew. Yay! What do you got, Angie? All right, so our information today comes from the most respectable research website on the internet, Wikipedia. Woohoo! Yes! Yay, Wikipedia! All right, so, in concern to be me up, Scotty, despite the phrase entering into popular culture, it is a misquotation and has never been said in any of the television series or films. There have, however, been several near misses of phrasing. In the original series episodes, the Gamesters of Triskillian, somebody can correct me on the on the Twitter, I don't, it's cool, and the Savage Curtain, Kirk said, Scotty, beam us up. While in the episode, The Side of Paradise, or This Side of Paradise, Kirk simply said, beam me up. The animated episodes, The Lorelei Signal and The Infinite Vulcan, use the phrasing, beam us up, Scotty. The original movie series has the wording, Scotty, beam me up, in Star Trek IV, and beam them up, or beam them out of here, out of there, Scotty, in Star Trek Generations. The complete phrase was eventually said by William Shatner in the audio adaptation of his novel, Star Trek The Ashes of Eden. So basically, it has been said by Shatner, but it was not said in the official context 
of um, Star Trek. Oh, that's that's rather interesting. Yeah. So there's been different variations, but the actual words "beam me up, Scotty" have not been said in in the original Star Trek. But they thing. were said in like an audiobook thing. It sounds like. Yeah, and then I think somebody also used it as the title. I think it was the guy who played Scotty. He used it as the title of his autobiography. Oh, that's kind of fun. I like that. Yeah. So, similarly, uh, the phrase, elementary, my dear Watson, which is attributed to Sherlock Holmes, apparently actually isn't what has actually been quoted. The phrase, elementary, my dear Watson, is never uttered by Holmes in the 60 stories written by Conan Doyle. (laughs) 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 Words. Okay. The phrase, elementary, my dear Watson, is never uttered by Holmes in the 60 stories written by Conan Doyle. He often observes that his conclusions are elementary, however, and occasionally calls Watson, my dear Watson. One of the nearest approximations of the phrase appears in The Adventures of the Crooked Man, when Holmes explains a deduction. He says, excellent, I cried. Elementary, said he. So, William, uh... Gillette is widely considered to have originated the phrase with the formulation, Oh, this is elementary, my dear fellow, allegedly in his 1899 play Sherlock Holmes. However, the script was revised numerous times over the course of some three decades of revivals and publications, and the phrase is present in some versions of the script, but not others. The exact phrase as well close vari- as well as close variants can be seen in newspaper and journal articles as early as 1909 there is some indication that it was a cliche even then the phrase elementary my dear fellow quite elementary appears in pg wodehouse's novel smith in the city and elementary my dear watson elementary in his 1915 novel smith journalist neither spoken by Holmes. The exact phrase, elementary, my dear Watson, is used by protagonist Tom um, Bresford in Agatha Christie's 1922 novel, The Secret Adversary. It also appears in the end of the 1929 film, The Return of Sherlock Holmes, the first Sherlock Holmes sound film. Apparently they must have made some silent movies in there too. That's kind of cool. The phrase became familiar with the American public in part due to its use in the New Adventures of Sherlock Holmes radio series, broadcast from 1939 to 1947. So, our phrases that they keep coming out of audio places. So, you think we could really start something on this podcast? That'd be fun. That'd be really funny. Like, we could start a popular misquotation of something by running it through this podcast. Hmm. Because what, what, so far, what all of our popular misquotations—they showed up in audiobooks and they showed up in radio form. Podcast is just the next more modern thing. Yeah, maybe by the fortieth episode, we'll come up with something. <laughs> Does that mean that we're going to try to kick the guys out of their studio again on episode forty? Of course, and maybe this time we'll actually get permission. That's not on duress. Ooh, I like this. Not that game. that happened this time. Oh, of course <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We are definitely clear of any legal violations. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So, um, you know, in, in honor of all of this, maybe this week's hashtag ought to be like the faux cable or fox cable or however you want to say that. You know, that weird spelling of faux, like F A U X. Like you mean basically, jackets. basically aux cable with an F in front of it? Yeah, exactly. Inspired, my dear Watson. <laughs> <laughs> but not elementary? Um, you know, we graduated high school. I don't think it's elementary anymore. I can roll with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inspired sounds so much fancier. Yes. All right. How shall we pronounce it? Faux cable or fox cable? Well, it is technically faux, like a faux hawk. Um, it's true. But... Ah. It, it is rhymes. a lot of fun to say fox. It rhymes if it's fox cable. This is true. That's true. It doesn't it doesn't follow the pronunciation code. I'm so torn, Angie. I'll get the super glue and put you back together. Oh god. Ah! Just don't get it in my hair, okay? Okay. Good. Okay. So, yes. This week's hashtag is ox cable, but with an F at the start. So F a-U-X-C-A-B-L-E. Tweet us on Twitter and, well, we'll get to read it, but the guys will get to announce it next episode because I think we're we're not going to leave them tied up all week long, are we, Angie? Just most of it. Okay, I mean, as, as long as we feed them because, you know, we do love these guys. Yeah, they're okay. Okay, well, I'll sneak food into them while you just do your thing then, because apparently I like them stick. more than you do. I'll poke them with the stick. Uh, okay, yeah. So, guys, my condolences. Angie's going to poke you with a stick all week. But <laughs> I will feed you. I will take care of you. It will be okay. And um, She'll use her working, housekeeping skills. I'll, I'll, I promise I will I will untie you in time to record next week's episode. Until then, um And then we'll tie you back up. <laughs> we can all watch movies together. It'll be great fun, I promise. Yay! <gasps> Do we get to watch more Disney movies? Yes. Disney Channel movies? Yeah. Yeah, whether they like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that about wraps up this week's edition of the Ox Cable. This has been episode twenty, my friends. I am Sarah, and I'm Angie, and we hope to see you again next time for more fun on the Ox Cable. Even though we won't see you because it's an audio thing. Ah, uh, you're so right. I know. We'll see them in text form on Twitter. Oh, this is true. Yeah. So I mean, we shout out to... to see them. Oh, guys, guys, idea. When you tweet the Ox Cable this week with our hashtag. Maybe you can tweet a picture of yourself and we can actually see who our listeners are. That would be fun, right? Yeah, and then I can use it to make different pictures for, you know, memes and stuff. Ooh. Um, watch out, Angie. Might make it look like you're endorsing this show. We're going to hope that you do if you're tweeting us. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Don't worry. Your photos will not be used without prior permission we're good like that so, basically yeah. if you send it into us that's your you giving us permission yeah you actually have a valid point yeah so <laughs> there's that anyhow me and angie we will tweet pictures of ourselves up for you guys so that you can identify your show hosts and 
In return, if you guys want to tweet the ox cable with our hashtag, send us a picture of yourselves. Then we can all get to know each other. It'll be great. Yeah. And as always, <laughs> yeah. send in your questions to... Do they have an email address? I thought they had an email address. Yes. If you would like to ask a question of the actual host, not that we're not not that we're bad or anything, but the actual host of the Ox Cable, please go to theoxcable.com and somewhere on there you can find an area where you can ask a question through email form. If you would like to email them, I know that they have an email address. If you like actually have listened to this thing, you can go back to the past episode and, you know, have fun with that. Um you can also use the Twitter, um, and you can tweet at them, 140 characters, um, after you use the, the name, the Oc, or Ox Cable, at Ox Cable. Um, I love talking to people potentially on Instagram. It is also at Ox Cable. Um, you can find us on Facebook. And also, if you are so inclined, you can try to use a carrier, a, a pigeon carrier, or a carrier pigeon, carrier <laughs> pigeon. That's what it is. Unless you can somehow coax an owl into doing it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Have an awesome week. We'll see you. Well, whenever the guys allow us to steal back their show. <laughs> back them on Patreon. Woohoo! Yes. Back them on Patreon. We love these guys. Every donation goes to feed them while we have them tied up in the corner at our house. Yes. And then after they're released, it goes towards a P.O. box. Yeah. 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 Where you can send them random stuff. <gasps> oh, what? Here's a good question. What should they send them in the P.O. box? Because I think that they should send them dirty socks. Oh, wow. You're nice. I was going to say <laughs> that they should send Matthew plushy teddy bears. Oh, that would be nice. Oh, yeah. Or or some Build-A-Bear clothes for uh, Dr. Bear. Yeah. What should they send Ryan? Ryan? Cookies. Ooh, yum. Cookies. Yeah. Just not cookware. Ryan has too much cookware <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> that That's one question I've been thinking about asking is what is he going to do with all of that cookware? Like, where is he going to keep it? Mm. Or, well, or will he donate it? I guess we'll have to find out. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Anywho. Next time on the Ox Game. <laughs> yes. We will see you again someday in the future on the Ox Game!